Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. I was playing a little game how long it would take you to notice that I had accidentally put in the wrong intro, and it, it was about a minute and a half into the uh, the Hailstorm song that Big, J, Big J's head tilted like a dog. It was like, hey, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> and that, that's, that's all it was. It's just I, I ended up putting in... They're both labeled the same thing, which is a mistake on my part, and uh, and one of them just has Matt Heafy on it, and I just threw in the wrong one uh, this morning. So uh, my apologies to you, Big J, for throwing you off your game. My apologies to Matt Heafy, but maybe that's a special encore promotion for uh, Hailstorm. Although it will make the people that have been screaming for us to use this intro again very happy. I think. Yeah. At least for a little bit. But uh, <laughs> please only know it's temporary. I mean, we, you did have about 10 years of this, so there's that. But welcome to the morning after with Nick and Big J. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Hey, Big J. What's the good word, my friend? Hey, hey man. It's Wednesday. Yep. Welcome Woo! to Wednesday. 12th day of January, 2022. You know what that means. Uh, what? It's hump day. Oh, let's do some horoscopes. Bring in the laugh tracks. Oh, that's all crap. Do you want people to tell their horrible first date stories? Yeah, let's celebrate birthdays, too. We'll play the birthday song from the Beatles. <laughs> there any other really bad morning show tropes we can uh, jump on board to? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, listen, we'll get to them over the course of the show today, that's for sure. Flip the channel, find out, suckers. You idiots. And so, welcome to the show. We got ourselves some tool tickets today to give away. That show is happening tomorrow night, Broseph, at the Ford Idaho Center. And so, we want to make sure that you go, so we're going to give you a couple of chances to do that. Uh, it was an eventful Wednesday for me. I found out I had my first surgery. I went to uh, the surgeon yesterday to get a consult, and uh, they're like, we need to get this taken care of ASAP. And so uh, ASAP right now is next Friday, and that is when I'm going to go under the knife for my first surgery ever. Uh, and uh, I'm trying not to think about it, to be perfectly like honest. Like a surgeon. Because I'm a little freaked out. There, yeah, was, uh, lots of people have been referencing that Weird Al song to me. Nobody was referencing the other Weird Al song, which is Living with a Hernia, which I'm fairly disappointed in. But uh, that's my deep knowledge far, for far Weird Al. lesser known. Uh, well, and James Brown, Madonna, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, plus, we also have an opportunity for a movie review from Big J. He watched Mother Android. Uh, I ended up watching one of the other uh, movies that were on the list last night. Oh, which uh, one? I watched The Tender Bar on Amazon Prime. Okay. And You're it was, a Ben Affleck lover. Uh, yeah, and he was good in it, but I mean, I, I would say that, that other people were, were just as good, but it was a pretty good movie. I laughed a couple of times. It's kind of like a comedy drama based on a memoir kind of a thing. And you know what else? I, uh, I watched uh, The Power of the Dog last night. Oh, on yeah, Netflix, popular. which is the right. one that's like winning all the awards, mm-hmm. and so I kind of wanted to see what uh, the uh, the whole hubbubble is about, which I knew nothing about. And listen, I'm gonna go on the record and say it's a slow burn. Like, I mean, it's not an action-packed movie by any stretch of the imagination. But Benedict Cumberbatch is amazing. I mean, in it, and uh, and it's it's a lot more interesting than I at least I thought. Even if you watch the preview, you go, "What the hell could this movie possibly be about?" But it actually is 
a lot more interesting than uh, than the preview gives it credit for, and it's actually pretty well put together and goes in places that you don't think it's going to go, and I thought it was actually pretty damn good. Nice. Um, I don't know if you'd like it. I think you'd like it because it's filmed on location in Montana, and there's a lot of really awesome view. Like, it's a beautiful oh. movie, like, cinematography-wise. Right. But it's not your standard kind of Western, and like I said, it's a pretty slow burn. Like, it's not, like, action-packed or anything like that. But Does it involve good. a dog dying? There is abs- almost no dogs in the movie at Okay. All. The power right. of the dog is a reference to a Bible verse. I can't handle that. So. And, and so, yeah, no, there, there is, there is. I mean, there are animals that die because it takes place on a Montana ranch, but oh, yeah. it's not like you think, you know. So uh, it, it's it's not about animals at all. It's more of a study of you know how life was in the American West in the early 1900s and what people did to keep themselves occupied in a world where there were no you know that we didn't have uh, gigantic computers at the in the palm of our hands every single time. Yeah. And some of the terrible and awful things people used to do to each other to uh, pass the time is essentially what it boils down Great. to. So it's it's pretty uh, pretty interesting and I think it's worth a watch but we're going to get a movie review courtesy of Big J later on today we'll also talk about a lot of cool things including music that's why we're going to get started with some STP this morning it's sex type thing here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks J well, Big J, staffing challenges and COVID resurgence here in the Treasure Valley is causing St. Al's to close down some of their urgent cares for the weekends around the Treasure Valley, at least three of them, starting on January 15th. That's this weekend. Urgent cares around the Treasure Valley will close on weekends, just some of them. Clinic hours at the remaining urgent care facilities will also be reduced by one hour in the evenings starting now, which will allow staff to catch up on work. The affected clinics that's going to be shut down are the Emerald location in Boise, the White Cleary Court location in CUNA, and the Karcher Road location in Nampa. Staff will be reassigned to other nearby facilities, and patients will be redirected to other urgent care clinics in case they need them. While hours of the urgent care clinics will be reduced, St. Alphonse's online urgent care uh, service, My Visit, will continue to operate from 6 to 10 p.m. seven days a week. So there's always the, you know, virtual urgent care that you can use online. But they are having some issues with staffing, and they are having some issues with COVID, and so... They have decided they have to shut things down, so you may have to travel a little bit further if you are in need of urgent care in the later evenings or on the weekends here in the Treasure Valley, at least for the foreseeable future. That's it for Joe Judge. Big J took him a little bit longer than people thought it might, but the New York Giants fired him yesterday and one day after their general manager, Dave Gettleman, retired. Judge was not good as a head coach. He had a 10-23 record in two years, including going 4-13 this season shutting things down with a six-game losing streak. Uh, The Giants have been struggling to find a head coach that makes sense since Tom Coughlin hung him up or was really run out of town, if we're being honest. Uh, They've only made the playoff once since winning the Super Bowl in 2012. They've gone through four coaches in the past six seasons, and who knows who's going to be next. The Giants have said they need to hire a general manager first, and then they'll figure out the coaching situation, but it'll be a little bit before the Giants have themselves a new head coach, but it probably was the right move to make, agree or disagree. Oh yeah, totally. Talks between Major League Baseball and the Players Association are set to resume tomorrow after a 42-day break that started in early December when the league began a lockout. This is baseball's first work stoppage since 1995. 
Of course, uh, they're going to get together and talk a little bit about negotiation. The management is planning to present a new proposal to players. And then the scheduled start of spring training is five weeks away. But, of course, that ain't happening during a lockout. So we'll see if they can come to terms. It's in baseball's best interest if they do as quickly as possible because people already don't care about the sport and they're going to care even less if it's not taking place when it's supposed to be taking place and it's the only sport going on so they need to figure this out asap you just heard the brand new volbeat song shotgun blues i hope by now you know that they're going to be here and playing with ghost at the ford idaho center arena on the 28th of this month that is a friday night and there's going to be something special for you to pick up at the concert if you decide to go The bands will be releasing a limited edition double A-side 7-inch vinyl featuring each band's contributions to the Metallica Blacklist charity album on this tour. It is only available at the actual tour locations, so you'll be able to have Ghost's cover of Enter Sandman on one side and Volbeat's cover of Don't Tread on Me on the other side. The 7-inch will be pressed on crystal clear vinyl, limited to only 3,000 units. Only 115 copies will be available at each tour stop on a first-come, first-served basis, and you can only buy one per customer. So I'm guessing you're going to have to get there early. I'm guessing you're going to have to get in the merch booth fairly quickly, and you're going to have to get them while you can because they are not going to be around very long. Uh, And uh, if you're wondering, still, all the proceeds from the album will go right to the Metallica Foundation, all within my hands. And that's pretty awesome. Plus, uh, the uh, Ghost Band and Volby Band have each picked out a couple of charities that will get their share of the profits involved in it, too. So uh, that's something that you may want to keep in mind if you're going to the show. I think it's worth picking up. By the way, the Ghost cover and the Volby cover both are fantastic. Agree or disagree? Oh, yeah, totally. So you're getting good songs on it as well and a collector's item, a limited edition pressing, which is always very, very nice if you are a vinyl collector while you're at it. Smashing Pumpkins and Disarm here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. As you know, I uh, currently am uh, dealing with a hernia. Therefore, I'm not getting out and about much these days. <laughs> and so uh, it's uh, it, it's a lot of sitting around and doing things and maybe, if I can, doing some laundry around the house. But even that doesn't stop me from screwing things up from time to time because I have, I have a situation that I have never faced before uh, because of... Uh, something that I did that I now realize was a mistake. Over the Christmas holiday, one of the presents that I got for my youngest child was a big fluffy blanket, right? I wanted him to have a new blanket yeah. that he could play around with and and, and hopefully enjoy. And so, uh, you know, it, it, it goes to, you know, make sense that I wanted to wash this blanket, right? Uh, because, you know, he gets ketchup all over everything, and so the the blanket's going to need to be washed from time to time. And uh, I, as with most of my blankets, I just threw it in a load of laundry uh, where it had towels and other things inside of it, right? Oh, man. Oh, my God. What a fatal error that has become. You can't put anything else in. Just yeah, that. Exactly. I now know that because oh. I, have, I have basically uh, <laughs> unlocked... Nothing but fuzz now in every inch of my house, and like it can't get out of the towels and the other clothes that I had happened to wash oh, with man. this blanket. And I've looked, and they're like, "Yeah, the best thing that you could do is like run it through a couple of times without soap in the washing machine, and hopefully it does it." And then like I've taken a lint brush to it, and every like nothing is making this fuzz go away from these towels. I may have to throw them away. 
and it's insane to me. Like, it's not even that, like, crazy fuzzy, fuzzy of a blanket, but, like, it's one of those deals where it, I don't know what happened. It, like, exploded in the washing machine. And, yeah, now I know that that needs to be washed separately, but it yeah. was one of those deals where I have I have a lot of blankets, and a lot of them now, are they, they, they find their way into a bunch of different loads of laundry, and it's no big deal, and eventually that one will be no big deal as well. But for the first couple loads, you have to wash it by yourself. But I have never seen this much, like, fuzz everywhere like uh, th as a matter of fact like it's almost like grown onto other towels that didn't even make it way into the wow. laundry it's insane and, and it's this... probably just perception you just think you're seeing oh it. i'm sure you're absolutely right it, it, it seems everywhere to me and nobody like else can notice when it. you buy a car and you're like oh i see that car everywhere now <laughs> yeah it is you're right uh but i i haven't found the hack to unlock to get rid of all the fuzz that definitely is on some of these blankets and these uh, these other towels that I had. It wasn't even that big of a load of laundry. That's what's crazy, is that it appears to have spread, and like I'm cleaning out everything I can. I, I did it once through with the washer yesterday to try to figure it out, but what a mistake I made. But this is what my life has become, because I can't go anywhere and do anything with uh, this hernia, is I'm trying to figure out ways to uh, unfuzz my laundry, because these are the mistakes that I make. And also challenge yourself mentally. Yeah, it is. It is like some sort of puzzle. Uh, but I, the good news is I've realized the mistakes that I made, and I won't make it again. Uh, <laughs> I will learn from them, and I will be able to figure this out going forward. But it was just something that had never happened before. Like, yeah, of course I've had fuzz on stuff before, but nothing like this. I mean, like I had black towels that came out almost white. It was nuts. I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? I've never seen anything like this before. But I thought maybe the dryer would take care of some of it, and it did, but it's just sticking to it like crazy. So these are the adventures of my life while I'm dealing with things that keep me stuck inside. Uh, but I will handle it. I will sally forth, and we'll figure it out. Or I'll just throw them away. And then uh, watch Hot Fuzz. That's right. That's right. It'll make everything full circle. We have a movie review, speaking of films, that we're going to talk about from Big J. The exciting conclusion of streaming Dumbass from yesterday is going to happen next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> Nine Inch Nails, that is closer here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, we added a new wrinkle into the streaming dumbass fun, and that was you, the listeners of The Morning After, decided what movie Big J was going to watch. Not Big J anymore. And the movie that you guys selected for him to partake in was called Mother Android. It was available for you to stream on Hulu. Big J watched it. Now we find out how it was. Yeah, uh, Mother Android, you know, really, I, I think it's, it's a good cross between like a realistic version of what you might see the future of Terminator, you know, uh, like when Terminators came out, what it would look like. Once the machines rose. Yeah, uh, once things became aware, let's put it that way. And in 28 weeks um, where you've got just there that's got the kind of vibe of 28, uh, 28 weeks, 28 days, that movie genre of zombies. Oh, oh, oh okay. So it's just like kind of like that. It's, it's surreal. And, and it is a post apocalyptic kind of thing. And you've got, uh, a great cast here in, uh, Chloe Grace Moritz, who plays a, uh, young pregnant woman and her, uh, boyfriend, Sam played by Al G Smith. And then you've got this interesting character named Arthur, who's played by, uh, Raul Castillo. And, and um, at the very beginning, you know, things are kind of normal. It's normal society. And then all hell breaks loose. And they're at a point now where, you know, androids, we have uh, robot butlers and things like that. Okay. You know, um, and, and a glitch happens and they become aware. And it's a war on human beings. 
and so really the point of this movie is is her being pregnant surviving a post-apocalyptic world tough man and they're trying to get to the safe zone in boston uh and, they, and that so the journey is trying to get there so she can have her child where are they based in originally um it, it seems like it was uh, the new york area okay so uh they've got a little ways to go and and um and then of course they've got to fight off some of the androids as well well yeah it's a war yeah and then they they have a, a choice to have to make uh, which uh, which sucks and there's some action in there but more more it's the drama between the characters of uh chloe's character uh, georgia and her boyfriend sam and uh, the choices they have to make and this arthur guy and what role he plays so it's pretty interesting it's a little slow moving but you know there's some really great cinematography here uh there's some interesting things you know could probably work a little bit more on the special effects but hey what it is what it is and you know the the ending left me a little less uh, excited but at the same time it's understandable given where this movie in the dramatic kind of uh, unfolding it has. So yeah, it's a winner. It is, okay, because usually yeah, you, you are pretty adverse to post-apocalyptic movies. Yeah, well, yeah. You try to stay away from them. Um, well, it depends. It really depends. But, you know, this, this I think, handled it kind of well and in a realistic way um, and how things might look in that kind of kind of world so i think they did a pretty damn good job now uh does it give us any uh, kind of uh shed any light as to why the robots want to kill us no, or? of course not no. okay it's just it's just they become sentient and they decide that it's time well, for well, them to be the powerful there is some deep conversations between this arthur fellow uh who allegedly was a programmer uh for for ai and which eventually um you know kind of took over and so you know, just about human emotion and those sort of things. It goes on to a deeper level that I was just like, yeah. It got too deep for you to want to no, get No, not too deep. It's just BS. So I was like, this is a dumb explanation for that. Uh, let's say that's not one of the, sh- the high- higher points of the movie. But so. it, it sounds like it is officially Big J approved. Yeah. Hey, uh, everybody who voted yesterday, you did a damn good job. All right. There you go. Uh, left to his own devices. Who knows what would happen? But when uh, when you guys pick out a movie for him, it ends up being one that he enjoys. And then you watched one of the other ones. I did. I did, which I also enjoyed. I didn't, wasn't sure if I was going to, but it was it was all right. Coming of age story kind of a thing. It had some funny comedic dra- elements to it, but uh, it was one that I wanted to watch anyway. I just wasn't sure if you were going to pick it for him. It was the one that came in second place yesterday, the tender bar. But uh, it is all about mother android which officially gets the big j approved stamp yeah beautiful it is on hulu it is fairly new to the actual uh streaming channel so if you're looking for it it should be in the recently added section and you can check it out for yourself a home run courtesy of big j big j hey big j it's winter time in the treasure valley are you still parking the big j vehicle outside tonight uh, not the not the Prius, no. So now it gets uh, garage privileges. Yes. Uh, but back in the day when you were parking it outside around the wintertime months, would you warm up the vehicle at all? Well, yeah. Uh, how long would you do that for? Uh, long enough for the, you know, the, the ice to melt. So you would only warm it up if there was ice on the car? Or would you warm it up all the time? Well, if it's winter and cold, I'd like to get warm in the cabin. How gotcha. About that? That's what you wanted to do. You wanted it to be a comfortable ride. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people think that uh, it needs to be warmed up for the car's sake, not just your sake. Oh, probably, sure. Uh, but uh, according to AAA, that's not necessarily true. 
Uh, it was in the old days. Like, if you have yourself an older vehicle, absolutely. You probably want to let that thing, you know, idle for a little bit. But not so much anymore due to our modern cars. AAA says, listen, if you're really worried about your car, you know, actually running okay in the winter, it only needs about 30 seconds of warm-up. That's all it takes for yeah. it to get situated and uh, and the oil to actually circulate through the car. And uh, even on the coldest of days, you're okay after 30 seconds. Now, listen, it's another story altogether. If you want to be warm when you're driving, that's that's a decision that you make on your own. That's but, a personal decision. Yeah, you, you don't you don't need to blame the car for it warming up for 20 minutes before you get in the vehicle. If that makes sense. Now, if you have yourself an electric car. It's got to be plugged in on cold days uh, when possible because they have conditioning systems that can keep their batteries at the ideal operating temperature and can be programmed to heat the cabin without emitting any kind of emissions while they're at it. So that's always nice. But the experts should say that you should only really consider an extended warm-up period uh, if you're having trouble scraping snow and ice off the windows before you're defrosted. Otherwise, you could end up doing more damage to your car than you think. But a good scraper can also be a good remover of things as opposed to warming up your car for 20 minutes. So think about that, too, while you're at it. Again, this is according to AAA, Big J. You okay. still a member of AAA? Uh, that's a that's a question for the, the missus. Well, then you must not have had to use it in a while, so that's good news for you. No, no. There is no longer any unbeaten teams in college basketball. Number one Baylor fell last night, 65-62 to Texas Tech, ending their winning streak of 21 games. It was the first loss for Baylor since before last season's NCAA tournament, of course, when it won the champion. Uh, And then USC, number five ranked in the country, ended up losing last night as well. They got their first loss of the year. So now every single college basketball program has at least one loss on the men's side of the ledger. So there's not going to be any money running the table this year. There's not going to be any Joe Judge next year for New York either. The Giants fired the head coach yesterday, one day after Dave Gettleman retired. Judge was 10-23 and 23 in two years with the Giants, including having gone 4-13 and 13 this season. Wrapping things up on a six-game losing streak. If I were a betting man, I'd say he'll be the last head coach to get the axe. I think everybody else is going to be pretty much safe agree or disagree big j yeah whether you like it or not i mean i know there was talk about texans maybe moving on from cully or something like that but i I think think i think he did a pretty good job uh yeah compared to what that guy was running into tough tough hand he was dealt uh i mean they're not a good football team by any stretch of the imagination but again it was also his first year i'm not a huge fan of somebody getting s canned after their first listen that cupboard was more than bare thanks to the previous coach that's exactly right well i mean i'm not sure that (laughs) i I believe their problems have more to do with them not having their superstar quarterback on the field that's also has a lot to do with their previous Well, no, it doesn't. It doesn't have anything to do with their previous coach. Uh, Not handsome enough is what Andrew Garfield said. Big J. Uh, That's why he wasn't cast in the Chronicles of Narnia movie. Uh, He was talking a little bit about movies that he missed out on because uh, he, you know, is in the news for a couple of things. He's nominated for, or he was nominated for Golden Globe. He won a Golden Globe, as a matter of fact, for his role in the Netflix movie Tick, Tick, Boom. But uh, he said that uh, it took a little bit more while to get his career off than he wanted to because he was up for the lead in the Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, It was between him and Ben Barnes, and then apparently they told him that they didn't think he was handsome enough to lead the movie. So Ben Barnes got the role, and that's when uh, Andrew Garfield, uh, you know, got depressed. But I think he's made himself okay since then. Uh, Do you think Andrew Garfield's a handsome guy? You haven't seen him in a whole lot of movies, I'm guessing. Yeah, he looks handsome. There you go. He's got good hair. Uh, It's all it takes, right? The hair? 
to get the job done? Sometimes. Uh, and so now he's a little bit more cognizant of that when he is going out for things. He wants to make sure that they're not looking for people too handsome. Otherwise, he doesn't think he'll get it. But he's doing all right for himself, I guess, is my point. Uh, whether he didn't get that lead or not. And it's not like the Chronicles of Narnia went on to be this huge thing. It would have probably kickstarted his career a little bit earlier than he did. But he's doing all right for himself, I guess. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, we're going to go to hell. We invite you to join us. Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. We are headed to Wazeka, Wisconsin for today's We're Going to Hell story. In your backyard. Oh, Big J, you have no idea. I mean, uh, literally, if I were to put this on a map, it was about a mile and a half away from where we were doing our broadcast from that morning. Oh, man, Sussex, oh, Wisconsin. <laughs> the Sussex Inn is where yeah. we were. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's very close to where we were in Wisconsin when we did our show that one morning. And it starts, innocently enough, on a Sunday. This Sunday, the uh, the couple, the Stovals, Big J, if you will, were decided that they were going to have a little bit of a date night. They both had to work that Sunday, and so they decided to meet up at the bar, you know? It's a Wisconsin thing. Why don't we meet up at the bar on Sunday night, watch the football game, have a couple of drinks... And have kind of like a makeshift date night after a long day of work. You understand? Yeah. So a uh, football game turns into a couple more beverages, and they end up shutting the bar down, as you are prone to do in Wisconsin. So around 1.30 in the morning, they decide it is time to go home, and so they take their separate vehicles and do exactly that. Uh, well, Big J, uh, once again, this gives us an opportunity to remind everybody that listens, do not drink and drive. It is not a very good idea. It is not responsible. There are too many other options out there. No reason to put yourself or other people in danger. Just do the right thing. There's nothing wrong with going out and drinking responsibly and having a good time. Just make sure you're not behind the wheel after it's all said and done. Amen to that. The Stoles did not listen. And so Steve decided to get in his vehicle and drive home, wherever that would be. I imagine somewhere in Wazeka. And, of course, he was swerving a little bit all over the road. And so uh, Steve was pulled over by police. Police uh, gave him a roadside test and decided that sure enough he was driving under the influence and so they were going to book him for an offense and that is when Steve of course uh, was given the opportunity to text his wife to let him know what was up. The officer said that was okay and so he did and so the wife decided you know what I'm going to go see what's going on I'm on my way home too and so she turns around from where she's going and she goes to the location where Steve says he and the officer are and sure enough, in her 2015 Ford Edge, she pulls up Big J. What the problem there is? Uh, she's also drunk and driving Hammer. the car. So what happens, Big J? She pulls up on the scene. Uh, she, of course, swerves off the road, loses control of the vehicle, and hits a power pole right across the street from her husband's being arrested. So oh, the mean, It's awful, but it's hilarious at so the same time. The officer's like, holy Jesus. And, uh, of course, Steve right away goes, that's my wife. Uh, so the officer runs up on the car, makes sure she's okay. She's absolutely fine. But that is when the officer realizes that Sarah, the wife in the situation, is also hammered beyond control. And so the officer, what does he do? Books her for OWI, which is what it's called in Wisconsin, operating under the influence. And so, boom, she gets arrested as well. So the couple that went on the date together drank at the bar together, closed down the bar together, and then decided to drive separately home. Got arrested together for essentially driving under the influence uh, when they shouldn't have been doing that. So uh, I guess a lesson here is don't drink a drive, of course. 
But uh, bad decisions, I guess, are multiplied when you've got a couple of people that are on the same page, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, also, I, I, I don't know if they broke protocol in this you know, case, but did they hopefully let them have the same cell together? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they if they allowed that. I'm not sure how that works. Uh, maybe it's just a holding cell where everybody goes in together, so it could very well be. But I don't think they uh, I don't think they hold the female and the male prisoners together. Could very well be right. Uh, I wouldn't know. Luckily, I've never been in a holding cell. But either way, they're in trouble. They've got issues, and now they're both in trouble. So they're they're gonna have. You know, one would think if you get arrested for this, the other one would help you get around because your license is definitely gonna be suspended. Now they're both kind of screwed. So. It's a good reminder, don't drink and try. Please, and thank you. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. Well, you already know the traffic side of things here on the Morning After with Nick <laughs> and Big J. It is time to talk about some of the other stuff that's going on. For instance, Big J, uh, would it surprise you to know that we as Americans are getting worse and worse at cooking? Yeah, actually, based a, yeah, based huh. upon the current food culture in America. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, well, the you know everything we have at our fingertips to help us be better cooks. Food Network, food shows, apps. I mean, you know, just there's so much out there. YouTube to help people be a better cook. Yeah, but you know, uh, you're you're forgetting the one thing that we don't like to do as Americans. That all that stuff requires. Effort. Yeah, that's exactly it. That means putting together effort to make it all put come together for us. And uh, in a I want it now and as quickly as possible world. That stuff is going the way of a dodo, at least according to a new survey of 20,000 Americans, uh, specifically adults. They looked at how much people cook on a fairly regular basis, specifically from scratch. We're not talking about you throw a pizza in your oven or you, you fire up the air fryer and you make yourself a dinner. We're talking about how much, how much do you actually prepare a meal and put together ingredients and cook something. And 56% of Americans said almost never. Uh, oh, you know, we, we, I just don't I just don't make stuff from scratch. I don't do stuff. Now, that does mean that 44% do, but still 56% is the highest amount uh, that they have done since this survey began, which over is 25 years ago. Basically, uh, 7 in 10 respondents confidently consider themselves somebody that can cook something, 71%. But 83% of those who say that they don't cook on a regular basis say it's because they mess up easy dishes. And so they've screwed up something that everybody else considers easy, and therefore that has to put them into a point where they're like, I just don't want to try anymore. And so uh, what they say that has made them do this is they've screwed up things like eggs or pasta or mashed potatoes, dishes that people mostly consider, that's eh, pretty easy to put together. And because they've screwed up those dishes before, they were just like, listen, I can't cook, therefore I'm not going to cook. And so it's one of those deals where sometimes it just takes one serious mistake to screw up your confidence. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that does make sense to me. I mean, you know, I, I obviously, one of the things I don't like doing is things that I'm poor at. And if I screw up at something, I automatically think that I'm poor at it. And so I don't want to, you know, get into that situation again, you know? Yeah. Uh, now, I am somebody that I'm not going to say all the time I cook, but I certainly cook on a little bit more of a regular basis than I think I don't. I'm, I'm eating at home and making things on my own more than I am uh, eating out, which mm -hmm. is a good thing, I think. But 
it's not exactly like, you know, not everything is made from scratch. A lot of that stuff is, you know, things that I can just pop in the oven or things that I can put in a skillet and I can add stuff to yeah. and that kind of thing. Maybe a jar of spaghetti sauce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm not making my sauce from scratch. Uh, I'm not making my grandmother's sauce. gravy. So, you know, there's all that kind of stuff that goes into it. But if you do find yourself in one of those situations where you you have messed up things before that other people consider easy the only way to do it is to get better especially when it comes to cooking uh of course uh you know it may not change anybody's mind and with the convenience of everything these days with uber eats and air fryers and stuff that you can pop into the oven of course it's a lot easier to not make your meals from scratch but i think it's a good talent to have yeah yeah for me now i mean i i have to really uh based on the the diet that i am doing right now because of the diabetes and uh that's really challenging because you're taking away a whole bunch of ingredients that that i can't use in that and it's really challenging and so yeah sometimes that's fun and also uh, annoying but you have to get over because listen you you don't want it to be bland and taste gross because that's really going to discourage you from continuing to do it. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. you got to push yourself. Yeah, and you know, the other part is it kind of depends on your how you're wired. One of the things that, that I love to do is make things that I'm not familiar with because one of the things I enjoy, believe it or not, is following a recipe because it takes all the the thinking and that kind of stuff out of it. I can just follow directions and just make something from scratch and put together all the things that need to be put together and follow the recipe. And then when it's done, I have something delicious. I feel like I've accomplished something. I've kind of cleared my brain for a little bit and given me something else to do. And I don't really have to focus on anything or think about stuff because I'm just following what's there in this recipe. And so that for me is kind of calming and a way for me to settle down a little bit and get my head out of a space sometimes. You don't like to think at all. No, so, sometimes I don't. And it is very, very nice to just sit down and follow a recipe and not have to think about anything. But that's how I'm wired. You may not be wired that way, but uh, it may be something that you should try a little bit more often. It's healthier for you. It's better for you. And it's a good skill to have. And Big J, it impresses the ladies. Agree or disagree? Impress a lady? There you go. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Your important stuff next on the X. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Gentlemen of the Treasure Valley, get yourself into a relationship stat. Because it seems like men have a lot to gain when it comes to being in a relationship, at least health-wise. Scientists found that living alone for several years and or experiencing serial relationship breakups are strongly linked to raised levels of inflammatory markers in the blood, but only in men. Specifically, they found the highest levels of inflammatory markers were found in those who had experienced the most partnership breakups. It's about 17% higher than those who are in the reference group. Similarly, uh, those that have inflammation levels were up 12% than those who had spent years living with people and all that kind of stuff. Researchers note that uh, same was not found among women, and it could be because men tend to externalize their behavior following a breakup, you know, like getting hammered all the time, for example. While women tend to internalize and manifest depressive symptoms, which could induce influence inflammatory levels differently. Still, the study couldn't prove that breakups or living alone causes inflammation in men. It just seems that it's a fairly interesting connective tissue between the two. That you are healthier if you're in a relationship than if you're not, is what it boils down to. So health it up, everybody. Right? Damn. Damn. Now, granted, this does not... This does not impact your mental health, just your physical health. So if your relationship's an awful one, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, it could be some sort of weird 
balancing act going on there that you're going to have to deal with. But uh, decide which one you want to be on, I guess. Which side you want to fight. Giants fired Joe Judge yesterday. That's going to do it for him. He had a 10-23 and record in two years with the Giants, including 4-13 and this season. Closed out the season with a six-game losing streak. Uh, Giants have been struggling for a while. Uh, they won the Super Bowl in 2012. Since then, they've only made the playoffs once, and they've gone through four coaches in the last six seasons. So they're searching for that answer. Not sure he's out there, but they're going to keep trying because you have to. MLB and the Players Association are going to meet tomorrow, try to figure out this whole work stoppage situation. There was a lockout that was in place after the end of the season, and we'll see if they can't come together. The owners are going to present a new deal for the players on Thursday uh, because we're about five weeks away from when spring training is supposed to start, but they have to figure out this whole lockout before it does. Well, like it or not, Big J, even though everybody has kind of praised the last three presentations of the Oscars, they're going to go back to the way things were back in 2018. Uh, That's the last time the Oscars had a host, but Entertainment Tonight reports that they are going to go forward with figuring out a host this year. Uh, 2019, 2020, and 2021, the Oscars didn't have a host, but back in 2018, they did. Do you remember the last person to host the Oscars, Big J? Ricky Gervais? Uh, No, he's never hosted the Oscars. He was the Golden Globes dude. Oh, okay. Uh, It was Jimmy Kimmel was the last guy to host the awards in 2018. And then Kevin Hart was supposed to in 2019, but then past tweets surfaced, and he was asked not to host. So they went hostless in 2019, and then that uh, broadcast was so highly regarded that they went without a host again in the last two years. But they're going to switch it up. I'm not sure who's going to be named the host, but we do know it's happening on Sunday, March 27th. They'll be broadcast live on ABC. So maybe Kimmel will come back because that's his network, but I don't know. I don't know. But either way, there's going to have a host uh, for the Oscars this year, uh, a show that probably none of us will watch. Morning After with Nick (laughs) and Big J. There's your important stuff. Morning after with Nick and Big J. And guess what? We got here, baby. Tickets! Big show happening tomorrow. Arena style at Ford Idaho Center. Tool will be making landfall probably here right now. I hope so. I hope they're listening right now to you. Yeah, Maynard, hey, what's going on, man? Uh, good luck to everybody tomorrow. But you need to win these tickets right here for me uh, and Nick by winning pop culture smackdown 208-287-1003 your pop culture knowledge will decide whether or not you go to tool well technically i guess it's big j's pop culture knowledge will decide whether or not you go to tool but you definitely want to get on the phone if you want to play 208-287-1003 are you ready big j yes all right hello the x good morning man what's your name All right, Tim, you are up first. Uh, Today is Howard Stern's birthday. Therefore, we start with a couple of Howard Stern questions. Uh, What was the title of Howard Stern's first novel as well as the movie based on his life? Private Parts. That is correct. Right. Good job. Big J, what reality show did Howard Stern appear on as a judge for three seasons? America's Got Talent. Right. Correct. Back to you there, Tim. Which adult animated sitcom follows the adventures of a pizza delivery boy named Philip J. Fry? Futurama. That is correct. Right. Big J, what is the name of Sheriff Roscoe P. Coltrane's dog on the TV show The Dukes of Hazzard? Oh, man. Yeah, you got the impression, dog. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, boy. It, oh, man. Heavily featured in the show. Yes. All Roscoe. Roscoe. That's, no, that's the name of the guy. Oh, wrong. Roscoe P. Coltrane is what the... What a great name for a dog, though. ...is the sheriff. Uh, I'll give you some choices. Is it Toby Flash or Cooper? Flash. Right. Now he got it. But not enough. So, I haven't watched that show in a long time. Congratulations there, Tim. You got yourself all set up with tool tickets for tomorrow night at the Ford Idaho Center. Please hold on. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all good to go. There's your pop culture smackdown. We will do some headlines next on the X Rock. With Nick and Big J. Headlines are brought to you by Team Mazda. It's easy to get your auto loan pre-approved with Team Mazda's iPreCheck. Just click the big blue button at GoTeamMazda.com and get started and you're good to go. Headlines are as follows. Forever unclean. Whatever makes you happy and get it on or not. Forever unclean. Uh, And this is a crazy story, but two Florida women are each facing a felony charge after allegedly tacking a male victim with glitter on Monday of this week. Police are accusing Sarah Franks and Caitlin O'Donovan of arriving at a Clearwater residence where they struck a gentleman named Jacob Cologne in the upper torso and head with containers of glitter. Franks then climbed over the ground level fence and entered his apartment where she engaged the victim again by throwing more containers of of glitter inside the home. Then O'Donovan followed and threw even more glitter inside the house. Franks then kicked the window in the apartment until it broke and then ran out of the apartment. Whee! Police arrested the two women after tracking the getaway car back to the duo's home. They were arrested on felony charges of burglary with assault or battery. And then Franks was charged with criminal mischief because she broke the window. Don't know why the attack happened. Don't know why it was glitter. But that's insane to me. Yeah, man. I, I used to spend a couple of bucks a night at the Rhino to get that. Was it that much no. glitter? Oh my God. Yeah. It's a lot of glitter. Let me tell you what, man. Glitter is such a pain in the ass. I can't even... Like, my tree skirt for the Christmas tree had, like, a line of glitter in it, and it's still bleeping mm. everywhere. Doesn't matter how many times I vacuum, it's insane. It's the devil's work, that glitter. Whatever makes you happy or get it on or not. Get it on or not. The world's largest condom manufacturer, Big J. Any guesses who that is? Uh, Trojan? Wrong. Trojan. It's called Carex. Claims oh. that sales of condoms have declined as much as 40% over the last two years. And it's not just that people aren't having sex because of the lockdowns. Sales have also plummeted because governments around the world have buying a lot fewer and distributing fewer condoms. A lot of the condom sales are based on governments around the world passing out and purchasing condoms to their people. And all this coronavirus stuff has caused governments to go, yeah, we don't need as much sex. We're just not seeing people as much. So the amount of condoms being purchased is way down, Big J. Think about that, won't you? Next time. Maybe buy an extra pack or two to help out the condom industry. Okay. Whenever you're at a store near you. We'll wrap it up with whatever makes you happy. Not sure exactly why, but somebody just paid about $3 million to live in a house they may never feel comfortable sleeping in. The house is located on Jeunesse Avenue in Los Angeles, but it's better known for its Hollywood address because it happens to be the house that was used in the original Nightmare on Elm Street movie. 
Uh, the Killer Crib features three bedrooms, four and a half bath, pool, guest house, and a lot of nightmares and reminds you not to fall asleep in several rooms because of the Nightmare on Elm Street attachment to the house. It's also not like that nice. I was looking at some pictures. I'm like, $3 million for this? Clearly, you're just paying for the history. But again, it was only external shots that were used in the Nightmare on Elm Street movie. They filmed on the street and used the house as the street, but then inside, obviously, was on a set somewhere. So yeah, how that ups the value of the house is pretty incredible to me. But somebody, listen, your house is worth whatever somebody's willing to pay for it. Agree or disagree, Big J? Totally agree. And somebody was willing to pay $3 million for that house. So best of luck to them. Seems like a ridiculous investment, but you never know. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There are your headlines. You're up to date on everything. That's the latest from Mammoth. Wolfgang Van Halen going to be in town on the 22nd of next month at the Rev Center along with Dirty Honey. It's Epiphany here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And I guess a good lesson to learn is somebody's always looking to rip you off, huh? Yeah, people are still getting scammed by psychics. So. I mean, isn't there a Bradley Cooper movie out right now about that <laughs> whole thing and, and the the other side, all of that stuff? And uh, that's, uh, that's a problem for uh, one William uh, Young of Brooklyn as uh, he's having some problems, man. He he uh, was having some mental health issues. That's what makes this so worse, in my opinion. And he'd met uh, this, uh, this uh, person. Uh, her name is uh, Samil, and uh, she's a spiritual guide, Nick. Sure. And so, uh, you know, she uh, decided to take him under her, her wing and uh, try to help him out, try to help him out, find love, Nick, uh, maybe have a good relationship with his family. That'd be nice. All of those things. And, of course, uh, the, the price tag was pretty hefty because uh, she told uh, the client there, uh, uh, William, that uh, the arcane and occult arts depend on how much he's willing to spend. He ended up spending about a million bucks. Man, what does this guy do? Yeah, well, he ran out of money, and then he started to tap into uh, his family's uh, joint uh, bank account. Oh, so, no. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, whoops. And uh, now he's uh, suing her, and that's uh, how this thing all comes to a head. But... <sighs> well, good luck, man. Uh, well, l- l- let's start here. Did he find love? Uh, but I don't know how him and his lawyer or how close they are. Okay. But that could be... Maybe. I mean, I, I don't want to badmouth her if she actually backed up what she was able to perform, but it does seem like an excessive amount of money for that. And the fact that she wanted to move dark forces out of his life is another thing altogether. Yeah. But a friendly reminder, if somebody offers that up to you and quotes you at a million dollars, I will happily do the same services at half the price. So just reach out yeah. to me. I will beat anybody's quote. Now, we're not knocking psychics or empaths here, but obviously, you know, when you start handing money, hand over fist, something's something's amiss. I think there's a, a, a difference if you have a deep and, and honest belief in psychics and somebody that has that particular gift, if you will, and then somebody that's just a con artist that is trying to get as much money out of you as possible. And I'm not sure they should fall in the same column, but uh, I do know that whatever she was charging him for, she probably didn't do. I guess is my point. And so, yeah, it, it, although, and that's that's what really bothers me the most about all this stuff is, you're right, I mean, usually in order for this situation to happen, it has to be this perfect storm of 
depression, mental health issues, reaching the end of the rope, and then there's somebody there to take advantage of all those feelings and also the money, which makes it even more despicable, in my opinion, is that it's not just you're ripping somebody off, it's that you're full-on taking advantage of somebody that you know is honestly in deep trouble and looking for help, and you can't provide that service, but you're just looking to grab yourself as much money as you possibly can, and, and damn whatever happens in the middle of it all. Which sucks, but there's terrible people out there, man. Yeah, his financial ruin was in the cards. Get it? The tarot cards. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will do some bad impressions next on the X-Rocks. I'm not impressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. You want to go to Tool? You want to go to Tool for free? It's happening tomorrow at the Ford Idaho Center. And we got your tickets. You just need to figure out bad impressions and you're in. Sounds pretty easy. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play. Bad impressions works like this. Big J has three clues. Each one of those clues collectively and individually points to somebody that is pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those clues that Big J gives you, then you are headed to Tool tomorrow night free of charge. And hopefully that makes you a happy person. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Good man, what's your name? Jim. All right, Jim, you're up first. Good luck. Before I became an actor, I was teaching boxing while incarcerated. Uh, next one. Wherever I go, I always have my machete. Uh, it's Rogelio. Uh. Oh, man, you're yeah. close. You're close. Here, here, this one up. Actor, author, and own, owner of Treo's Tacos. Danny Treo. There you there go. There you go, Jim. Hang on one second. We're going to send you the tool. Good job. Nice. Why is former guest of the morning after Danny Trejo in the oh, news? Oh, man. Uh, he is making his Star Wars debut, dude. Yeah? In, uh, yeah, in uh, the book of Boba Fett. Uh, of course, uh, directing a lot of these episodes. Uh, maybe even the entire group is, uh, is uh, Mr... Um, Robert Rodriguez. So obviously there's the connection there. So uh, Danny Trejo's got his dream of being in Star Wars. He also made an appearance. Uh, they added him in some DLC action in Far Cry 6 uh, for his. Uh, he's got a little taco joint there in the game. Makes sense. He's got one in real life. So why yeah. not, right? Uh, do, they, do we know anything about the role he's playing in he's Star Wars? He's playing a Rancor. Okay. And uh, apparently from some of the things I'm reading here, uh, it is uh, it is changing what we know about that role of characters. You better get ready, everybody. Uh, sure. You are like me, right? You're waiting for the whole series to drop before. Yeah, you maybe watch it? not the whole series, but close to it, anyways. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until it's all up and ready to go before I watch. But uh, I am excited that he is in it, and I, I I actually didn't know that Robert Rodriguez is directing the episodes of the Book of Boba Fett, so that's pretty cool as well. Another former guest of the show, Big J. Man, we nail it in all cylinders, we are, man. We are one degree of separation from the Star Wars universe at this point. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. Yeah. That is corn. Start the healing. And that's how we're going to wrap up the Morning After with Nick and Big J on this Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Big J officially approved the movie that you guys selected for him for Streaming Dumbass. It is called Mother Android, and it is available on Hulu if you want to check it out. He said it was pretty damn good, all things considered. Gave away some tool tickets. That will continue tomorrow. It'll be your last chance to win them for the show tomorrow night, so you probably want to tune in if you want some last chance tickets to none of the biggest rock bands in all of the country, which is never a bad thing. Plus, we will also have a chance to cover how drinking and driving is a very bad thing, 
and how you certainly shouldn't do it, and uh, you shouldn't be drunk when you try to pick up your husband who's getting pulled over for drinking and driving. Duh. Uh, it's just not a good combination, but it does leave you with the floor, Big J. Uh, yeah, scientists there in China, they've achieved a new world record, Nick, by creating an artificial sun. Uh, what was the old world record? I, I don't know, but it reached temperatures of 158 <laughs> million degrees. Uh, where did they create this? Uh, they uh, That's five times hotter than the sun, by the way. And yeah. they did this uh, with a rolling with a nuclear fusion reactor. Oh, that sounds safe and fun. Uh, they were able to keep that temperature for 17 minutes. Um, so either that's going to be uh, the breakthrough to uh, have steady stream of clean energy or it's going to destroy the earth. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, obviously if we are going to use that kind of technology in order to replace the sun, that will eventually burn out, Big J. Uh, it's going to have to be much, much bigger than whatever, you know, case they were holding it in to make sure that it was safe for everybody to be around. Yeah, it sounds like, uh, you know, what was inside the Death Star as well. So <laughs> yeah, also, It's a planet out. killer yeah. that they're developing over there, which is fun. Uh, good luck to everybody. We're going to need it. That's going to do it for this show. Jason Drew is going to come in next. We will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.